Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to... Two Little Women Movie Reviews with Sky Ian Colin. Good sir. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> no, you have a Cheerio on, on the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a slob. Yeah, you're a real slob. Is that honey nut or is that plain? I like to go for the organic mix. Ah, oh, that's with the disgusting. Oats. Disgusting. <laughs> you sicken me. Yeah, you fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, honey nut all day. Yeah, I mean, it's the best one. Yeah. I'm not if a big Cheerio guy, your, though. Not, me neither. Me neither. Here's, I'm a, I'm a fan of all the candy cereal. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're the best ones. Your Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is probably my all-time favorite. Okay, this is my top three. All right, here Boo we go. Booberry, Frankenberry, Count Chocula. <laughs> Boom! Here's my top two. Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> here's my four and five. You got one. it. Rice Krispies treats, Rice Krispies. Uh-huh. And the chocolate Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> you know what? Realistically, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and French Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. French Toast Crunch is the shit. Yeah. Do you ever, you ever have Waffle Crisp as a kid? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Real good. Do they still make that? I don't know. What has the show become? <laughs> we talk about food pretty often well yeah food's, food's great there was one episode actually you were talking to me about doing instead of ham and pineapple pizza do pepperoni and pineapple pizza have you tried it yet then, of course I tried it I was like my boy told me to check my, this shit out my boy <laughs> did you love it yeah it was good it's so good yeah it was good the kind of the light spice of a of aroni yeah mixed with the sweetness of a an apple <laughs> I sure, I sure ended by one letter. <laughs> you got it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a winning combo. That's better than the ham. And you know what? Ham doesn't do it for me anymore. I used to love ham. Not a fan. Yeah. Not a ham fan. Yeah, I'm not a ham fan, and uh, I'm not a bologna fan. Oh, but I hate bologna. But bologna's gross. It's just fucking salt meat. You want <laughs> It's nasty. You want to you hear a uh, story about bologna? <laughs> Young rap scallion mm. in in high school. Oh, I love scallions too. Exactly. By the way. Yeah. Oh, let's talk more about that and rap for that matter. <laughs> What's your rapper name? Rap scallion. <laughs> I'm a rap scallion. Check out this medallion. <laughs> but we, me and my friends, we went bowling, mm-hmm. and then my friend Chris, Chris, if you're listening, I hope you remember this. You bought a pack of bologna from Shoprite, and then he stuffed bologna in the holes in the bowling balls. <laughs> so, okay, because he was just like, man. I'm not gonna be around to see it. 
but it's gonna be so funny when someone puts their hands in this ball <laughs> and they're just feeling baloney on the inside. <laughs> I feel like I would get along with him really well because that's the kind of mind that I have. He, he where re- it's like I might not be here to enjoy it, but just knowing because <laughs> he put baloney in his shoes when he returned them too. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. See, because so, for for me, it comes more out of anger than just pure silliness. Because you know how my temper is. Yeah. And so if I'm in a parking lot and somebody's parked over the line and they're taking up two spots, what I like to do is like spit all over their door handle. <laughs> what? So <laughs> again, I'm not going to see it happen, but, and they, it might even be dry by the time that they get Probably, to their car. Yeah. But I will know that they just fucking manhandled my spit. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, fuck them. One time, though, I parked next to a buddy's car unknowingly. And then I saw him get out of his car. And I was like, oh, wow. And we worked together. And I went on lunch break. And when I, I had just gotten tattooed. So I had, you know, Aquaphor? Mm-hmm. You know how it's like, it's not like regular lotion. It's like thick and jelly. Yeah. So I took a little bit of Aquaphor and I just rubbed it on the inside of his door <laughs> handle. I went on lunch break. I go back to work. I'm eating blah, blah, blah. A little bit of time comes by and he like comes to me and he's like, you fucking dick. And I'm like, what did I do? I genuinely forgot that I did it. <laughs> he was like, you put lotion all over my door. And I went, oh yeah, I forgot. It's because its skin was rough. <laughs> yeah. You looked dry. I was trying to help. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Oh, man. Good times. So we're reviewing Little Women, the period piece. (laughs) Hey, don't call it a period piece, you chauvinist pig. Wow. (laughs) That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Should we explain why we're doing this? Because we weren't planning on doing a Little Women review. We weren't. Normally, we don't release reviews so late after the movie's release. Like, we did in the beginning of the show just because we needed to bank episodes. Yeah. And now we're barely banking episodes. These are pretty much recorded like a couple days before they come out. And it just so happens that this movie was nominated for Best Picture. Yep. So we felt that since we've talked about every other Best Picture nomination, let me just double check. Yeah, yeah, no, because we did. We just did our episode of 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time, Parasite, Irishman, Jojo and Marriage Story. We couldn't single out Little Women and not talk about it. We had, we, we got to. And also, if we're going to be a movie podcast and we're going to actually, you know, know what the fuck we're talking about, we probably should see all of the Best Picture nominees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other fun thing we're going to do on this episode, because... When we recorded last, we didn't have any of the Academy Award nominees announced. Now we do. So we're going to do our picks for the Oscars. Yeah. And we're going to make a game out of it, too. Oh, hell yeah. Because you know you boys like the game. You know how we do. (laughs) Now, do we already do the game where loser buys popcorn? No, we didn't do this. That's what this is for, right? Yeah. We talked about that High stakes, baby. High stakes. Lose so the we're gonna make our predictions. The way it's gonna work is we are gonna make two predictions who we want to win and who do we think is gonna win. Now, if we want to go 
go crazy and say who we want to win is the same as who we think we win, then we got points for all of it. So Mm -hmm. if we guess two different movies, so let's say just for the sake of argument, makeup and hairstyling, let's say I want Joker to win, but I think Bombshell will win. Mm -hmm. If Joker wins, which is the one I want, that's one point. Mm -hmm. If the one I think is going to win is the one that wins, that's two points. Now, if I want to go crazy and say, I want Joker to win, and I think it's going to win, and it does, that's three points. Mm-hmm. You get you get the want and the think combined, <laughs> you get all the points. The want and the think. But this will be a fun way to kind of break it up, because if we just made predictions, I feel like a lot of our predictions would be so similar that it would be really hard for either of us to break away and actually win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But having point variables for our picks, because I think a lot of the times, sometimes what you want to win isn't going to match, like, you know, we know better. Yeah. And even when we did our Golden Globes picks, I I back and forth went like, all right, I'm going to pick this because I think it's going to win, but I'm going to pick that category based on what I want to win. So, like, I was all over the place. Yeah. Actually, when I usually do like my Oscar like predictions, I usually break it down by who I think and who I want just because like I want to root for stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I also want to be right. More involvement. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was thinking too, it'd be fun on our Instagram to, because I'm, I'm going to come over and watch the Oscars with you. Yeah. And I thought it'd be fun if we were one, drinking, and two, maybe doing some like Instagram live stuff throughout oh, the night. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. For the peeps. That means we're going to have to look Swampies. Nice. Yeah, I probably won't come over in my PJs that time. <laughs> You're not in your PJs today. Uh, Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Well, very hefty PJs. Yeah. Well, the shirt's not PJs. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. It's All a right. Nice, it's a nice... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tuxedo on top and sweatpants on bottom. Exactly, yeah. You know how I do. You're getting ready for the duties. Oh, dude. I'm so excited for the duties. Should we dress up for that? <laughs> I honestly thought about just showing up to your house in a suit and not telling you and be like, what, what would you, you do if you showed up in a suit joking around and then I opened the door like wearing, you like, were also yeah, wearing a suit like with a cumberbund and shit? We'd be like, whoa, <laughs> we're cool. <laughs> We'd have to take pictures at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do this? Yes. All right. Are we going every single category? Hell yeah. Well, we're not going to do like we didn't. Watch short films this year. At least I didn't. Oh uh, yeah. Um uh, yeah. No, I didn't. And I then, didn't count any short films for the list. So. And then we actually watched a decent amount of documentaries, but I don't think there are any documentaries that we watched. I think there might be one. Um. Well, let's see when we get to it. But that one, I was thinking we, we might. Yeah. Skip yeah. If that one, if that one's light for us, then we'll skip it. But I actually, I watched a shit ton of documentaries. Yeah. I think I watched. I've watched more this year than I ever have. But I think I watched maybe like six or seven. Oh no, I I watched like easily over a dozen. Oh wow, yeah, so, I watched a lot. Oh okay. So wait, did you watch Honeyland? What's no? I didn't. okay. So that was the one that I thought maybe you had watched. I started watching it and I shut it off, but that one's nominated and it, and it looks pretty cool. It's on Hulu. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. You want to start with makeup and hairstyling? Let's do it. Makeup and hairstyling. Your nominees are Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, <laughs> and 1917. <laughs> huh. The, Man, 1917 being in there is a weird one. For- yeah, I thought so too a little bit. I, w- I wouldn't have thought that for there. Actually, the movie we're talking about tonight, I thought could have possibly been nominated for this. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I'm going to go want Joker 
think bombshell. Okay. I'm going to go, I want Joker to win. I think Maleficent's going to win. Okay. Did you see Maleficent? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's one that I missed this year. Yeah. There's two movies that yesterday I watched because they were nominated, and I didn't want to, but that was one of them. The other one was Breakthrough. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I almost watched that yesterday. Decided to pass. I watched six other movies. You watched The Intruder. I think you did your time. (laughs) Yeah. Served my time. Yeah. All right. Film editing. Man, this is a really tough category. This one is tough. And actually, you know what? The one that... And I get it might be more in visuals, but I was kind of surprised that um 1917 wasn't nominated. Yeah, I, right. Well, because the, the editor probably didn't have to do much except for three cuts. Yeah, and I was oh, I was gonna say I think most of the editing is a is visual like yeah. like visual effects and it is nominated for visuals. But yeah, I saw that and I was kind of like, huh, okay. But film editing: The Irishman, Ford vs Ferrari, Parasite, Joker, Jojo Rabbit. So this is a tough one. This is a tough one, but I think I got it. Okay. I want Parasite. Yep. I think Ford v. Ferrari. I want Joker. I think Parasite. Okay. Very interesting. I think Ford is actually a really good pick, though. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that movie was, the editing was fucking crisp. Yeah. I think I think you might win that one. Maybe. We'll see. So We'll see. All right. Visual effects. Avengers Endgame. the lion king yep star wars rise of skywalker the irishman 1917 surprised the irishman's in there honestly you know what's weird about that if any because it's in there for de-aging yeah captain marvel was better at de-aging oh yeah for sure like i feel but maybe they didn't want to give two marvel movies noms and that's why they went that route yeah but yeah i was kind of like if you're gonna because that's like really what they're going for is like oh the de-aging and which they said was like a waste of time but the de-aging captain marvel is way more impressive no definitely this is a really tough category though because because gemini man's not in it exactly i get it (laughs) i'm gonna say want endgame think star wars Ooh, okay. Okay. I want Endgame. I'm going to say 1917. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm going with. All right, that's fair. If the Lion King wins, I'm going to be pissed. I as I was saying it, I was like Lion King's going to win it and I'm going to be fucking livid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few that like movies where if I really don't want something to win, I'll say it just because if it happens then you can make fun of me. Yeah. Or you'd be pissed off with me. Original score 1917 by uh, Thomas Newman, Joker by Hilder. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Little Women, Alexander Despot, Marriage Story, Randy Newman, and Star Wars, John Williams. Um, this, this one, I'm doubling down on Joker. Same. Nice. Same. Yeah. Damn it. You, you got it. That, was, yeah, that, yeah, was, that mean, was my favorite score all year. No, definitely. Because rewatching the movie, I was like, fuck, this is, it's incredible. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Such a good score. And it's, it's very simple, but perfect. Yeah. Like, no other movie this year has had a score that really captured the film better. Mm-hmm. I had friends that weren't, like, they're not, like, big movie people. And one of the first things they said after they saw it, they're like, this score in that movie was wild. Was yeah. Like, yeah, man. So we're not going to do live action short film. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Skip it. Animated short film, I haven't seen. Me neither. Any, so. Sound mixing. Ooh, this is a good one. I've got my pick ready. Yeah. 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood, <laughs> Ad Astra, yep. Joker. 
sound mixing. Yeah. I'm going to double down again. Oh, you might pick me. Ford v Ferrari. God damn it. Yeah. Really? That's what oh, I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm, doing, I'm picking Ford versus Ferrari as well in this one. All right. Yeah, because that, that is like a huge standout in that movie. So Yeah. All right. Sound editing. 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Joker. Now, what's the difference in this category? I don't, like, I understand what editing and what mixing means, but in terms of the Academy. So, yeah, I think, and it's weird. I actually think by definition, they have them flipped in what you would think they were. So, sound mixing is the mixing of different sounds to create, like, a sound weird and the editing is actually like placing it into the film Hmm. and like the levels and stuff like that like i would have thought that mixing would be like the levels and then editing would be chopping it apart but i'm pretty sure they're reversed i would almost think that this should just be one category Category. (laughs) i don't know if i'll double down on this one i might i might split it i'm gonna split it i'm gonna say i want ford i think 1917 i'm going to just double down on Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. There you go. I was almost thinking of doing the same, but I'll try and be different. Yeah. Yeah. Because 19, I think out of all these, 1917 would be the one to win that. Yeah. The problem I have with like Star Wars is like, it's been done before. Yeah. It's, they're not, they didn't do anything new or impressive yeah. with the sound or there wasn't, yeah. It wasn't anything special. Mm-hmm. They're just pulling from the library. And then like with, with Hollywood and Joker, like, I, yes, I love the score, but like the actual like sound in the movie wasn't something that like was a standout for me, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, costume design. Oh, this is a tough category right here. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Little Women, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, and Joker. Ooh. At this... some point, do you want me to flip flop and I'll go first? Yeah, why don't you go? F- why don't you take it right here? All right. I'm going to double down on Little Women. Wow, okay. Yeah. See, I was I was thinking similarly, but I wasn't gonna double down. I knew I knew a little women's gonna be one of them, but I'm gonna go think little women. Oh shit. Oh, can I change mine? Yeah, you can change yours because I kinda wanna double down on little women. I think women. little women's gonna win. I would like Joker to win. Okay. I'll just say that. Cause I actually really like the way that they they did Joker in this. Yeah, that's actually great. Cause I do want to double down on little women. Okay. So All right. Sounds that, good. That actually works. <laughs> All right. That's why I, I was like, ah, maybe I should split it, mix it up since you doubled down on it. But I think I think Little Women's gonna win. Yeah, because the thing about it is the Irishman wasn't anything special. Like the most of them are, are taking place in a different time, and that's what they're doing. But I think Little Women does the most drastic. Yeah, and I also think period pieces, especially ones where there's like you know like Victorian dresses and stuff like that. Like yeah, granted, there's not a ton of that in this movie, but. I think those tend to win. Like Phantom Thread won a couple years ago, which mm-hmm. would have been hilarious if that that didn't win because it was literally a movie about like costume design. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I think movies that are in that period and have that type of aesthetic that they usually win. So that's why I'm going. I think Little Women's going to win. Yeah, cinematography. Oh. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Joker, and The Lighthouse. So this category pisses me off wildly well i'm doubling down on 1917 so am i okay but you really want the lighthouse to win no i'm doubling down on i, I know you are but i'm saying that's your internal struggle the internal struggle is that it's literally the only thing that the lighthouse is nominated for which is complete bullshit i thought the snubs this year are 
are criminal. Did you see what Adam Sandler said about his snub? Uh, I think so. He's like, oh, at least the Sandman doesn't have to wear suits anymore, something like that. No, he basically promised that if he gets snubbed, which he did, he will intentionally make the worst movie ever. Oh, he hasn't already. <laughs> good, good to know. I was like, oh, so you're remaking Jack and Jill. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's some big snubs. I thought Willem Dafoe for sure would be nominated for supporting. We've been talking about it for months. Uh, yeah, the, the Oscars are a fucking joke. <laughs> That's why we're making a big deal about them. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. But yeah, we're doubling down on 1917. I agree. Okay. What do you, if there's a movie that's going to beat it, what do you think? Just off off record. Oh man, if anything cuz this is, is a strong year. It, I actually think there's like honestly like, Hollywood I think might would be the the next closest thing to take it in the eyes of the Academy, but I would like to see it go to the, if it's not 1917, I would rather it go to the Lighthouse. Yeah. There's a few other snubs that I thought could have been in there cuz like I wasn't overly like impressed I shouldn't say impressed, but I wasn't blown away by the Irishman cinematography. Yeah, because I feel like I'd seen it. Like that was like my whole thing was with that movie was I felt like I'd seen it before. But like Midsummer had really great cinematography. Yeah, and I almost feel like Joker shouldn't be in this category. I really I, like the cinematography in that. I like it too, but I think there's just been better this year. Like there's been a lot of heavy hitters in cinematography, mm-hmm. and I think I think the Academy went a little bit heavy on the Joker nomination so that they can try to seem hip and cool. Not to say that the movie isn't deserving of some of its nominations, but I think they kind of overextended to try to appeal to a younger audience. I'm actually shocked that it got nominated for that much. I expected it to not get nominated much because a lot of people don't like Todd Phillips and a lot of people, it was controversial. And I yeah. there was a, a video where they basically polled people who were going to be voting on the Oscars and what they thought. And it was like, either people loved it and they thought it was amazing or the other spectrum was like, I think this is a really good movie, but I hate it. Like because yeah. like I think it's too dangerous and all the politics behind it and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was I was surprised that it, it led in all like the, the mid sixties on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But um, but it's the most nominated movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I I think that's a political move. See, I don't know if it's a political move. Well, not political so much. I think it's a business move to appeal to the younger audiences because the Academy doesn't appeal to younger audiences. Yeah. Maybe I feel like there's other opportunities that they could have had though too that they didn't like. It would have been nice for like a female director like Greta Gerwig. (laughs) So, well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about it. But production design. All right, I think this is where we get some mix, mixing. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, The Irishman, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite. Oh, this is tough. It is tough, right? I think Hollywood is gonna win. I want Parasite to win. Damn. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's kinda, <laughs> maybe I'll mix it up. Maybe I'll mix it up. Uh, I do think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's going to win, but I'll say, man, it's weird because I don't want it. But I, you know what? I'll go with JoJo. I'll say I want JoJo, but I think Once Upon a Time. Okay, cool. Just to, just to be different. And the production design is really good in JoJo Rabbit. Yeah. Not, like that. I have no problem sticking my feather in that gap. I think uh, if I hadn't just rewatched Parasite, maybe I wouldn't have thought about it. But like Parasite's so the house, fucking good. Their their house, the whole like city leading down to their like shitty basement house. Don't like, try and sway me. I I already know. Did you I, watch it again the other night? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Director. This is a big one. 
This is a really big one. Scorsese for The Irishman, Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> for Parasite. <laughs> Sam Mendes for 1917, and Todd Phillips for Joker. Crazy category. Yeah, I am going to go... Mm, man, this is really tough. Do you want me to go? I already no, got mine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sam Mendes, I think, is gonna win. Tarantino, I want to win. Okay, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I also think Sam Mendes, but I want Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Has Tarantino ever won a Best Director? I don't fucking know. So th- that's why I was kind of like, I haven't man. read that book you got me yet. Oh <laughs> damn. Okay. <laughs> Original screenplay, Marriage Story. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Knives Out, 1917. Man, that is a really stiff Just category. Stiffy? It's a stiffy. <laughs> that one, who's going to get the stiffy on that one? I don't, do you want to flip them again? You want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, you can go for a bit. All right. This is really, really difficult because I enjoyed a lot of these. I enjoyed all of these. Yeah. Like, all of these are top 10 contenders. I just want to say, just side note, it's really awesome for me and you that we loved all these movies that are nominated yeah like this is this is fucking killer yeah because a lot of years there's like three movies where i'm like no get that shit out of here like yeah. i did not want bohemian rhapsody to win anything and yeah. then won like four oscars <laughs> but of course yeah but like i almost every movie that's nominated for stuff i'm like cool so all right this, what are you going i'm gonna go uh, i want parasite i think hollywood Ooh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm doubling down on Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. I really want Parasite to win that. I I think Marriage Story has a shot, though. Marriage Story has a shot, but I just think... I don't want to spoil... I mean, we already reviewed Parasite. Mm -hmm. I think I gave it an A+. Yeah. Parasite's one of the most original movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I'll say. All right. So I really want Parasite. I think Hollywood. You're doubling down on Hollywood. Yeah. It's honestly not a bad idea to do, to that, do that. But I, I got to go with my heart. Okay. Go with your heart. And my fart. Yeah. Well, obviously. Duh. Adapted screenplay. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, The Two Popes, and Joker. Um, Man, this is tough. I, I just want to say I like this category more and more because I feel like now we're actually like the, over the years, like Logan was nominated for this. Now we have Joker. Like it's cool. Comic book movies are getting put yeah. in there. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm interested. No, I mean, it's just I think that's cool that they've come. They've come so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the movies have come so far. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is another tough one. Adapted screenplay. I will say I want Jojo. I think Little Women. Ooh, okay. I want Joker. I'm going to say Jojo. Wow, okay. Yeah, I think Jojo's going to win it. I would like Joker to win it, though. Yeah. See, for me, the screenplay for Joker doesn't live up to what, like, the set design and the acting and, like, other things. I'd say the screenplay isn't the strongest facet of Joker. I think you're going to find that if like Joker or Parasite or Hollywood are nominated for things, I'm probably going to want it to win. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's like <laughs> just because I like the movie. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with you though. Animated feature film. So there was a big snub in this one. 
Yeah. Because everybody was loving Frozen. I think the reviews that on Frozen. Me. I think well, yeah. I think the reviews on Frozen were actually like kind of low, like like low seventies or whatever. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that were like fans of like the first one and stuff, like really loved the second one. I think some people were saying like, oh, it's better than the first one, which I didn't necessarily agree with, but you know, I people... didn't see either of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you want to borrow Frozen? No. <laughs> I have Disney Plus. Oh, true, true. All right. You want me to go or you want to go? You go. You're the animation guy. It's a good time for you to take it away. Oh, man. Because I already know my answer. You're, you know your answer? Yeah. Um, I want Missing Link to win, and uh, I'm going to say Missing Link wins. Fuck it. Yeah? Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to do. Double down on it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to do. Double down on it. I would have, before the Golden Globes, I would have done Toy Story, but now I'm like, oh, did, like the sequel thing? Yeah. That being said, did you see I Lost My Body? No. It's on Netflix. That's another Netflix movie. Actually, this has Claws and uh, I Lost My Body are Netflix originals. Oh. Uh, I Lost My Body, though, is a rated R 2D animated movie. Oh, really? And it's basically like non-linear storytelling. And it's really weird where basically, I don't want to spoil stuff, but um, basically it's like things in the future are meeting up with things in the past and they collide at one point. Huh. But the movie starts up with a severed hand becoming alive, and it's trying to make its way back to its body. Oh, and it's like crawling around. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds w- like a good premise for like a video game, like an indie game. Mm-hmm. The story itself, I was kind of like, whatever. But the animation and like how original it was, I thought it was really cool. Very cool. So, original song. All right. All right. I am doubling down on I'm Gonna Love Me Again for Rocket Man, but the five nominations are I'm Standing With You for Breakthrough, Boo. Into the Unknown for Frozen 2, Stand Up, Harriet, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, Rocket Man, and I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, Toy Story 4. But yeah. I'm doubling down on Rocket Man. Same. Okay. Actor in a supporting role Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, and Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What are you going? Or do you want me to go? Uh, I I can go go for it. Um, I'd like to start by saying that this category is a fucking joke. <laughs> I I don't respect this category this year. I don't. Whoever wins is a sham. <laughs> so it honestly doesn't matter. What if it's Brad Pitt? He's great, but he's a sham. Yeah, he's a phony. <laughs> <laughs> You're a phony. <laughs> Um, Other than Willem, who I actually thought was the front runner based on his performance, who else would you have had in here? Is it just that? Yeah, I would have thrown in Willem and taken out Pesci, and I probably would take out Anthony Hopkins and put in most of the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, Bradley Coops. No, it's just Rocket Raccoon. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense to me. (laughs) Who are you going? I'm going to say I want Brad Pitt. I think Tom Hanks. Okay, Tom Spanks. Did you see A Beautiful Day? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. No old ladies were bothering me in the movie theater. Dude, don't even get me started. (laughs) I'm going to say Brad Pitt wins. I would really like uh, Al Pacino to win. Okay, so you want Pacino, you think Pitt. Yep. Nice. Pacino Pitt. Pacino Pitt. That's my favorite type of Pitt. Hooah! <laughs> uh, actress in a supporting role. Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh, Little Women, Margot Robbie, Bombshell. Who you got, bro? There's another tough category. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... I want 
ScarJo for JoJo. We're going to have the same here. And I think Florence Pugh for Little Women. Oh, no, we don't. Okay, cool. Right, um, it up. I want ScarJo to win. I'm going to say Laura Dern. Oh, wow. Because of the Golden Globes? No, I, th- I thought... I mean, going into the Golden Globes, I thought she was probably going to win it. Yeah. I think her performance is really good. You hate her so much in that movie. Yeah, she's she's evil. I, I think like Florence it. Pugh is great in this movie, and we'll get to it, but I I think it's more how her character's written. Okay. But we'll get to it. Yeah. All right. Actor in a leading role. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. <laughs> And Jonathan Price, the two popes. I haven't seen Pain and Glory yet. That's that's one of the few ones yeah, out here I haven't seen. Same. So you want me to go first on this one? Yeah, you go first. I'm just gonna double down on on Joaquin. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna say this is a really tough category. This is this is a two man race, in my opinion. Adam Driver and Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. I agree full heartedly, but that's why I'm like, I don't know if I think driver want joaquin or i want driver think phoenix i'm gonna say want phoenix think driver Mm -hmm. i would not be surprised if that happens yeah but i do want adam driver to win like he's my choice to to win but i'm just splitting my decision so that i have like a better opportunity to spread points so it's not actually who you want to win no I'm playing strategy, strategy on this one. Oh, okay. I want Adam Driver, but I think Adam Driver and I want Phoenix okay. as my official, you know, okay. vote. Okay. Actress in a leading role? Cynthia Arrivio Harriet, Scarlett Johansson Marriage Story, Sir Sharon and Little Women, Renee Zellweger Judy, and Charlize Theron Bombshell. This one's tough. I think I'm just going to go with the same train of thought that I had for the Golden Globes, and I'm going to say that I want Scarlett Johansson to win, but I think Renee Zilberger is going to win. You want ScarJo, you think Renee. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's good. It's good stuff. I'm going to double down on ScarJo because I love her and I want her to marry me. That's pretty sweet. That way we can have an ugly divorce and make an awesome movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can spend the rest of my life hating her. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just wishing she was dead. Damn. I hope you get hit by a car and die. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> every oh, time dude. he says that. Like, so good. Love it. And that yeah. brings us to the main event. Mm. Best picture. Best picture. Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, 1917. Heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. And the most things to choose from, so it makes it especially challenging. You want to go? Yeah. I'm going to say that 1917 wins. I would like Hollywood to win. Okay, good. We got some mixing up. I also think 1917 I want Parasite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, if we're just going strictly on like if I if I'm going total fanboy, it would be like Parasite Joker Hollywood. <laughs> like the, Yeah. But yeah, some yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my want just because I want to support Parasite. Yeah. Although I picked them for like every other category that is nominated <laughs> and I said them. Mhm. If I was playing strategy better, I would definitely pick something else. How are you feeling about your picks? Are you confident? Because I'm not confident. I'm not confident at all. (laughs) 
we're, we're gonna call we're that both a gonna get everything wrong <laughs> even though we picked doubles on most of these categories <laughs> we're still gonna get it wrong so we'll put that in the books we'll put a little little graphic up and then people can can follow along at home because i'm sure that's what they'll be focused on yeah our instagram <laughs> our instagram <laughs> at two dudes movie reviews so we're not gonna do a trailer park tonight yeah because too much Oscar talk. Yeah, too much Oscar talk, and we don't want this episode to be like four hours long. Yeah, because we got shit to do. We got shit to do. Actually, we're you know we're working on that book. We're 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 busy beavers. Mm-hmm. We're busy beavers. We got bushy beavers. And I'm an angry beaver. Exactly. <laughs> I always think of that clip from The Office where he's supposed to be the busiest beaver. And he oh yeah, the, bush, the bushiest beaver. beaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Little Women. Little Women. Walking down the street. Little women. Licking the feet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. I no, just... I meant listening to the beat. Oh. The kind I like to eat. Yeah. Nom, nom, skeet, nom, skeet, nom, nom, skeet, nom. skeet. Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is this? What is this? So, yeah, we weren't, we weren't planning on doing a review on this. I actually saw this pretty quickly after it came out you just saw it today though yeah literally just a couple hours ago yeah uh i saw it and i told you i thought that you know it might be a good episode but at the same time i haven't read the book right i haven't seen any of the like five other movie versions of it yeah so i was kind of like i don't know for the the you know the most qualified yeah for this job but here we are yeah (laughs) well we are just two dudes Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of the whole point of yeah. the show. I mean, the people involved in this movie actually got me very excited to see it. Yeah. I didn't even know that it was a remake when it came out. Oh, really? <laughs> Brianna told me. She's like, this is a remake. I was like, really? I didn't even know. Uh, That is interesting because the exact same thing happened to me. I was like, oh, we should go. I was telling Megan, like, we should go see Little Women. She's like, I've seen Little Women. I'm like, when? But she saw the Winona Ryder one. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. She's like, I didn't like it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I showed her the trailer. She's like, oh, they made a new one. And I'm like, I didn't know there was an old one. <laughs> so We suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a movie podcast. But you don't even know. The people involved got me really excited, though, because uh, I loved uh, Lady Bird. Yeah, and me too. And this is Greta Gerwig's follow-up to that movie. And she is the writer and director on this movie, which is awesome. Yeah. And I've realized that I like her way more behind the camera than as an actress. Not to say that she's a bad actress, but... Right. Lady Bird was my second favorite movie that year. I loved it. And this movie just follows up my thoughts about her as a director. She's she's so good. And you had Sir Sharon coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> just can't get enough. Yeah. But uh, if that's a working duo, though, where it's Greta Gerwig and Sir Sharonin, because in case you didn't know, Sir Sharonin plays Lady Bird, that is a great combo. They yeah. seem to work excellent together. And uh, she's, I mean, having a great, like, she was, uh, you know, Obviously, Lady Bird, but she was in Mary, Queen of Scots, and I don't think that movie was like great, but she's starting to get more work now. I think Lady Bird kind of blew her up. Emma Watson, she plays Meg March. She was in The Circle. Did you see that? No. The Circle is awful. Uh-oh. So bad. Okay. And part of me thinks that that almost sunk her, not a career, but like I feel like that movie came out and people were like, mm, we're going to stay away from you for a little bit. So yeah. I think that was 2017, and that was her last movie before this. Woof. But I'll just say that this movie's a little bit better than The Circle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll assume that that's correct. I haven't seen The Circle. It might be my favorite movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll let you decide. Yeah. But Florence Pugh, 
another person who's having an like amazing year. And she's gearing up for another another good year. Yeah. And then she's going to cross paths with ScarJo. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I think the, the actresses who have had the two best years this year are ScarJo and Florence Pugh. And, and they're, they're meeting up next a, year. Uh, yeah. Dude. It's cool, man. The hype. Eliza Scanlon, she plays Beth March. I don't know anything she's in. I think this is only her second feature film, though. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. Yeah. The only movie that she was in actually came out this year. It was called Baby Teeth. I didn't see that. Yeah. Sounds creepy. It does sound creepy. Laura Dern, she plays Marmy March. Yep. We talked about her. We have. Uh, She's actually in Jurassic World 3. Did you know that? Great. Yeah, it's going to be a great film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, uh, he plays Theodore. The Shall. The Shall, bro. The LeMay. <laughs> he plays Lori. Do they call him Theodore at all in the movie, or is it always just Lori? Well, his name is Theodore, Theodore Lawrence. Lawrence. He goes by Lori, but uh, Joe, she calls him Teddy. Yeah. She's the only one mm-hmm. calls him Teddy. He's uh, had a pretty good year, too. And he was also in uh, Lady Bird. I like that Bob Odenkirk showed up in this. I didn't know he was in it. Uh, so I have a note. I'll talk. I'll talk about that right now. Second to last, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yep. Just wrote his name! Exclamation point. Yeah, that was that was a cool like cameo, I guess, because I wasn't expect like I didn't know yeah, he was in this movie. I didn't know he was in it. And then Meryl Streep, which she was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, she plays Aunt March, and I mean you hopefully know who she is <laughs> so yeah you've heard of her you've, yeah most most likely the streep you want to just start with the cast though because i think yeah. that's probably a good spot to start yeah really great cast really good cast strong ensemble strong ensemble and this is another movie where i think all around it's probably one of the best acted movies yeah you think no, so de- yeah definitely like everybody is like I liked every, like I cared about everybody, mm-hmm. and and you know I said I, I haven't read the book and I don't know like the other movies and stuff, but I do know some of the differences. And Florence Pugh's character Amy, in every other version, you just straight up hate her. Like yeah. apparently she's just the worst. They did a good job in this one where like I got where she was coming from with a lot of things, and yeah. we left the theater and Brianna asked me who my favorite one was, and I was like, I actually like kind of liked Amy, and she was like, that's crazy because you're supposed to hate her, and I, but like yeah, they changed things around, dude. That's why I think her the writing on her character is super strong. Yeah, she does some stuff that's pretty like detestable. Yeah, in the movie, but still, I yeah, same thing. Like, I think I just really like Florence Pugh. I I connected with her character though, like yeah, like the artist thing. Not necessarily not because of my gender, but yeah. like the thing where it's like not being able to get a job and stuff like that, like that, that connected with me a lot. Yeah. Then, you know, other things where it's like the way she feels and she's trying not to betray her like siblings and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I, I understood her character, even though, yeah, when she like reps up her sister's script. Yeah. I was like, you fucking asshole. And There's she cries a lot in this too. <laughs> yeah. But, but she's really funny in it. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a- she has some really fun like I actually thought it was hilarious when she was throwing throwing the the fit that she couldn't go with them to the theater. Mm-hmm. I really liked that scene a lot. <laughs> there's actually a lot of good humor in it and it's there's a good mix of humor and sadness and stuff we'll get to it, but yeah. I actually laughed more than I thought it would. I actually think as good as everybody is though, Sir Ronan and Florence Pugh are nominated and I think deservedly so yeah, because definitely. I couldn't pick who I liked, like as far as acting, better than the other one. Like, I think they're both great. Yeah, and Meryl Streep is also like right there. She's 
just not in it as much, but she's yeah. she's a scene stealer every time she's on the screen also. Definitely. She's really funny in it too. Yeah. I kind of hated her character though. Like, oh, she's awful. Yeah. <laughs> she I, she's I think the most unlikable in the whole movie. Yeah. I would I would kind of agree with that too. Surprisingly, I mean, they're one of the sisters, the one who's sick. She doesn't do a lot because she's the quiet one and Beth, yeah. Yeah. But she still had stuff going on and her character is still a driving force to the other characters and in the movie. I feel like Emma Watson's the most nothing out of all of them and she's not even bad. It's just I feel like her character brings the, the least. least. I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't want this to sound too harsh, but like I love Harry Potter. I love Hermione. Yeah. I don't know if I love Emma Watson as an actress. I think yeah. I think she is a wonderful person and like a great like role model. She's got a great personality. <laughs> no, I think she's a great role model and a great person, but I'm starting to think more and more that she's not someone that can like lead a movie. Yeah, well luckily she's not leading this one. No, but but, but and that may have been more so how she's written in the movie, but I don't I think I do agree. I think that her acting might not be on par and I think the character itself doesn't stack up to the other ones. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I feel like I'm shitting on her, but <laughs> yeah, like that's that's why I was saying. I'm like, she's not even bad in this. It's just she doesn't bring as much as other people do. Yeah, and I mean Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Can we? All right, because I know they they oh, work together. To talk about him. Yeah, they work together in Lady Bird. Him, him, and um, I can never get Sersha Ronan. Sersha Ronan. Sersha Ronan. Yeah, you got it. Okay, Sersha Ronan. <laughs> But they've worked together in Lady Bird and everything. Mm-hmm. Their chemistry on screen is incredible. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. so good. But so they're so good together. But then Timothy Chalamet has these scenes with Florence Pugh as well, and a, a couple of different characters. He, I think Timothy Chalamet is just a really charismatic and he's a fucking magnet. Yeah, like <laughs> he's a real scene stealer. Like he. Is so charming. That's a good word. Charming yeah. in in every moment, and like he he just has chemistry with everybody he's working with on screen. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I thought he was also great. We've blown our load a ton over Lucas Hedges and stuff like that. He's also up there with like one of the best young actors working right now. Yeah, I was. I actually wanted to say this because you had made a joke off air, off camera, off mic, whatever the yeah. fuck we say now. What, uh, <laughs> whatever we call it. Yeah, you made a joke. You're like, he needs to be in a Marvel movie though. That kid needs to bulk up. Yeah, <laughs> I I would like to see him do something a little different. Yeah, because I feel like he kind of plays like a like a darker, like mopey, mysterious, mope, mysterious kinda, yeah. like teen in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Cause it's like this and ladybird and beautiful boy. Um, and even in like the King a little bit, like he kind of yeah. plays the same character over and over again. I would like to see something a little different. The kind of the quiet, sensitive yet tough in a way, not like tough in like a, like a jock bro kind of way, but like he's confident, but he's also like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like a honey badger. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how he is in Lady Bird. He's yeah. very much just like that kind of cool, like, I don't give a shit. But is also like, ha- like seems kind of like, I don't know, soft. Yeah. You know, I would agree. I'm hoping that that role that I've been waiting to see from him is Dune. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm like, okay, maybe we'll see like. Is it different. weird? 
as I was watching this movie, I was like getting really excited for Dune. Really? I was getting so <laughs> pumped for it because because I'm remembering the original Dune and I'm like, he's perfect. He's so perfect for that. I can see him just nailing that role. Because another thing, especially with a movie as weird as Dune, yeah. and it will relate to this, I promise, but that movie's weird as shit. So if you're not fully committed to your character and to the, the world that the movie has created, it's going to feel weird. And he commits like a motherfucker. The scene like when they're dancing outside. Oh, yeah, party that was great. Mm-hmm. Loved that. And yeah. That was one of those scenes where I'm like, this is, this should be like cheesy and lame, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it goes back to, I'm like, this is super charming because, mm-hmm. you know, Joe in the movie, she is, she's the writer. She's kind of like the, not, I wouldn't even say a black sheep in the family, but she's just the, the only one. She's like not interested in love and doesn't want to be defined by a relationship. She wants to do her own thing. I think that she is the most relevant character. Yeah. I want to hear what you had to say, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. But it's almost playing off a trope of like, she's like the quirky, shy girl and he's like, slick rich kid at school yeah but in in a different context in this period piece and it's just something about the two of them again that goes back to that chemistry a lot of that is something that relates a lot to ladybird is that the characters and the moments you see feel very real yeah so you feel like you're kind of just watching real people and like that's a moment that i thought of where i was just like it is kind of cheesy but at the same time like i'm totally buying that i thought their chemistry was great I thought that was a fun moment. And that like there's moments like that in Ladybird too. Like I remember when her and Beanie Feldstein are like laying on the floor and like joking around and stuff like that. This is kind of like cheesy. Yeah. But I'm like almost in tears. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm totally buying it. <laughs> Ladybird made me tear up multiple times when I saw it. Yeah. But yeah, I in general, I feel like all the characters and the moments feel super real. Yeah. I wanted to get to this though, because you had kind of mentioned Sir Sharon's character. See, I'm not sure how different she is. But her character seems super modern. Like, I know this is a period piece, but her character seems very modern. Yeah, she almost stands outside of the time in the movie a a number of times, especially in the moments right before that scene. Like, when everybody else is, like, poised and, like, doing, like, the dances and stuff, and she's literally standing in the doorway with her arms crossed. Mm -hmm. Like, that seems like a very modern thing that you wouldn't have seen in a movie taking place in that time like it seems like for the most movie granted there's stuff that happens towards the end but like for the most part she like wants to just be an independent like woman like she wants to provide for herself and her family and stuff like that yeah like when beyonce says all the ladies who independent she throws her hands up at her yeah i thought the same thing me too and then beyonce showed up in this movie and i was like what it's a little on the nose yeah but I'm digging it. And then Florence Pugh is over here like, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. Yeah. She's like, take it from me. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez, we're dumb. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Because you mentioned that she's she's a writer. What did you think of the way that the story is told? The non-linear storytelling. What did you I- think of that? Because that's not how the book is, and that's not how any of the movies are. That was a new wrinkle for Greta Gerwig's version. You know what's funny? As I was watching it, I, without reading the book or knowing that, 
I can tell it was a style choice. Yeah. Like as I was watching it, I'm like, I can I bet you the other movies are because I'm I'm thinking back to like what Megan had said. I'm like, I bet you that's how she feels because it was just going timeline. And I think this movie spices it up by doing it. And early on, it, like when it first started doing it, it was losing me a little bit. I like think, I was getting a little bit tripped up on the timeline. But- I was gonna say I think that's a little bit of a, like I like the I like the way it's structured. I like the non-linear approach, especially when it's like you see she's writing a book, and then you find out these events that you're seeing are is what makes her write the book. Yeah, like I think that's all really cool, but I think the way it's done at times can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, but towards the end of it, once I understood really what was going on, it didn't mess with me anymore like i i was i was able to catch up to it and then understand better what's going on and there's some scenes where especially towards the like beginning of the third act or middle third act where it's kind of happening more frequently where it's like going backwards and and then present and then backwards present Mm -hmm. and there's some juxtaposition there and it's very intentional and i actually really liked that in in terms of like when they're dealing with the one sister sickness yeah that i think that's the best example of like what you could do with that type of storytelling yeah because it broke my heart (laughs) yeah dude it's rough (laughs) because yeah i'm not gonna say like exactly what happens but you like i was like so happy i'm like oh thank god and then like a minute later i was like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's crushing. Yeah. But there they they use something that's established earlier, which is that timeline, the way that they tell the story, and then they use it as a as a device, not only in their storytelling in the sense of just like, oh, well, this is how we'll break up the story to make it more interesting, but then they use it as a device to draw out emotion during a specific scene and they amp it up a little bit. Yeah. Instead of it being like here's like a long scene where it takes place, you know, seven years ago, and now here's a long scene where it takes place present day. They're flashing back and forth, like within the scene, moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like a really cool and interesting thing to do. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of people might not have been as brave to try and pull that off. Yeah, I also like, like I said, I think it's a little confusing. But that's only at certain times. I think they do, for the most part, a good job because if you watch hairstyles and you watch the color correction, yeah. you can tell. Yeah. You, because, like, in the, I guess, the future, I guess, or the present day, I'm not sure which one you want to call it. But the events that happen when they're older, usually it's a little bit more dark and, like, pale colored, whereas yeah. the things that happen in the past are, like, very vibrant. And yeah. And you could also tell by people's locations. Yeah. And stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you know in present day that, Joe is in New York, but what you're seeing, they're all together, and it's like, okay, that must be the past. Or that uh, Amy, Florence Pugh's character, because we know that she's in Europe in quote when present she's older. day. Yeah, yeah. And then if she's back at home, it's like, okay, this was in the past and stuff. So like, it's easier to get a grasp on that. But that's the other interesting thing because when it starts and they're all s- split up, then you watch scenes that lead to, oh, how did they get there? Like, yeah. how did they get to where they are now? And like, yeah, I think it works 90% of the time. Yeah. With that. Yeah. And I do think there are a few things that because you do it that way, there's a big payoff for them, like that one scene. And I, I like how the book comes like full circle and stuff, because that's one of the first things you see and the last thing you see. 
Yeah, that's right. We said this movie is funny, and it is funny, but it also like hit me in the feels like multiple times. Yeah, I got, definitely. I got choked up on a couple occasions. I don't know if it hit you that hard. But... It didn't hit me too hard, but there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, man, I can get a little bit misty-eyed here. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, actually, but I was just like, felt the lump in yeah. my throat, and I was like, god damn it. But the part with the sister, for sure, and then the other part with how, like, her and Teddy's relationship kind of plays out because oh, like yeah. you're you're rooting for Joe for Saoirse Ronan's character like the whole yeah. time and then when you kind of feel like she's like missed her shot a little bit you feel so bad for her yeah that but you know what yes that moment and like the scene when she's in the attic talking to her mom yeah that that was the scene that really was like yeah that was one for me but I both loved and like felt and hurt for the scene when Timothy Chalamet is basically like confronting her with his feelings. Yeah. I mean, that scene is really cool for a number of reasons. He looks like a wreck because he's just holding, but I love how that whole conversation starts too, where he's just looking at her and she's like, no, she's like, don't even say it. He's like, I can't, I love you. I can't not say it. Like, I have to tell you because you can see it in all of the scenes that they share together that there's this unspoken thing between them Mm -hmm. and just for in that moment that basically by her telling her not to is she's acknowledging she's like i know don't but she's like i don't want to hear it yeah (laughs) but he's like i have to tell you Mm -hmm. but that scene is really cool but that one also like hits you in the feels a little bit Mm -hmm. like i don't know if it's necessarily sadness but it's just kind of like man like you feel so you feel bad for both of them, honestly. Yeah, well, I think because of like the scene you're talking about, the dancing and like their chemistry, you want them to be together. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like you're like, yeah, you know, you guys are great, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you guys are like hot and chewy. <laughs> yeah, and they fuck all the time. They, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> that one deleted scene from Empire. Oh, dude, there's so much blood. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <gasps> Don't tell me the odds, Chewy. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. Punch it. <laughs> Punch it, Chewy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, little women. Yeah. <laughs> Punch it, Chewy. God damn it. I said it earlier. I think this is such a good shot, like well shot movie. Yeah. Not only is a lot of, you know, the the shots are just beautiful to look at, but there's a lot of really cool, like unique camera angles and stuff. And I think not only did the cinematographer on the movie who I'm probably going to butcher the name, but it's Yorick Lasso. Okay. Sounds close enough. Yeah. I think they did a great job, but I think Greta Gerwig actually blocking out scenes and where you're going to place the camera and stuff was, was excellent. Yeah. No, definitely. That's why I was kind of like, this could have been a snub. Like, oh, this is definitely a snub on cinematography. You think? Oh, for cinematography? Yeah. Um, no, because I think again, cinematography is a pretty heavy. Did you year. like? Did you like this, or did you like The Irishman better for cinematography? Oh God, that's my thing. Is I think I would have placed this ahead of The Irishman. Honestly, Irishman is over nominated. Yeah, I, I think Joker I think so. is over nominated, but I think Irishman is over nominated too. Mm-hmm. People are saying like De Niro not getting nominated is a snub. No, it's not. Disagree. Yeah. yeah, totally disagree. It's not a snub in the slightest. Yeah, I would have probably taken the Irishman out, and I probably would have put either this or Midsummer in. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 
I'm saying this is 100% a, a snub for director. Huge snub for director. Yeah. How are you going to nominate the movie but not the director? How do you think that movie got made? Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're only well, doing five nominations for director and nine for movie. Right. Because some like, of them have to get... But I think it just comes... like. But why who, is that? Why not I'm, Why not make it six? Why not make it seven? Like, yeah. Who decides how many things get nominated? Because it seems all over the place. Some things there's a ton. Some things there's only like four nominees. Well, like, I think everything is supposed to be five. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen makeup and hairstyling be three. Yeah. Like less. But even Best Picture used to be like five. And then it's only been, I think, in the last like four years or so that they've upped it. Like, I think last year there may have been like 10 nominees or Ridiculous. something like that. Yeah. And last year wasn't even as good of a year. Yeah. In no. my opinion, at least. But yeah, I, I think Gerwig should have been nominated, especially because you were talking about like political moves and stuff like that. Like, more female directors should be nominated. And this, I think, is, would have been a great opportunity to do that because it's probably the best movie directed by a uh, woman. Yeah. And I'm assuming the reasoning is probably that it's a remake. I know sequels and remakes don't hold as much like cloud, I guess. Yeah. So maybe that's the reasoning. But Yeah, you say that, but look at what A Star is Born did. Yeah, but it didn't win anything. But it was nominated at least. Yeah. Yeah, it was nominated. I don't think Bradley Cooper was nominated for director for that either, though. Oh, okay. I, I could be wrong. Good. But... Well, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about how... Uh... Timothy Chalamet's just shooting his shot on every daughter. Oh yeah, that he can, except for the sick one. Yeah, he's like, well, she's dying. I don't want any piece of that. <laughs> did he? Oh, he he did to Emma Watson, right? Kind of. After yeah. he negged the shit out of her. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, she's like, do I at least look nice? He's like, no. Yeah, I was kind of like, I was kind of <laughs> like, like, damn, you're mean. Yeah, like he's mean to all of them at one point, except for Joe. Mm-hmm. But he's he's kind of a dick. Yeah. But he just, he's just like, I'm going to fuck one of these sisters. You, you know, you know what, actually, you just mentioned, I brought that scene when they're skating actually like built some tension too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was getting worried that something awful was going to ha- happen there. Yeah. Oh, can we also talk about how Florence Pugh plays? Cause we're, we're saying how like, it's not a huge slight, but like Timothy Chalamet kind of does fall into like similar characters in movies. Florence Pugh is different in everything. Her character is never the same twice. Yeah. I mean, that that think, also goes to how a character is written. Yeah. I was going to say, I think her character in this, in some ways, could be similar to Midsummer slightly. No. You don't think so? I don't see it. Well, maybe because there's that one scene where she's wearing like the flower headband thing. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, I th- I think in in this movie she's a little bit like of like a like a crybaby a little bit in this, and I think in Midsummer they try and make her out to be kind of like immature in some ways. That's, that's I don't kind of, I don't think in Midsummer she's immature. I I think, I think she's I think she's got problems. I think she's broken a little bit. I, I was I think the immaturity is just like she lets people just stumble over her. Which is the, oh. which is the payoff at the end of the movie? Yeah, but not for the most part. I would agree because like this is very different from like fighting with you, with my family. Yeah, and I mean I shouldn't. I'm not saying that Midsummer is the same, but I'm saying that I think you can argue there are some similarities. I argue that no. Okay, I think that Black Widow is gonna be way different. Oh yeah, so, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean for me, I don't know if you want to wrap it up soon. I was gonna say. In general, I'm not big on period pieces. Me neither. So I was actually surprised how much I liked this. Yeah, dude, it was the same thing that was kind of going through my head. As the movie was starting up, for 
I don't want to say most of the first act, but definitely like the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, I was sitting there like, oh man, this is going to be really hard. Because like, saw the reviews were good. I don't know what the scores are, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about this. But as I'm sitting there, I'm just like, but I don't like these kinds of movies. That's like at all. That's how the favorite was for me last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like the favorite nominated for everything. And I think from a film standpoint, it was very well made, but it just didn't resonate with me because I don't like period pieces. So yeah, but yeah, this really like won me over by the end of it. And the Mm -hmm. ending is really strong. Yeah. It's such a feel good ending. I felt awesome. Yeah. And it's funny because like, it's not the feel good ending that characters in the movie want for her, but she got what she wanted. Mm -hmm. Not what everybody wanted or expected of her, but she, you know, she got her book. Yeah. She did it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And I I like, really liked that. Like the family and especially the sibling relationship of this movie really resonated with me. Yeah. So like the fact that also like that book is basically like her moments with her siblings, I just thought was like super cool. Yeah. You want to get into tomato tomato? Yeah, I guess we should. It's part of our show. Yeah. All right. Guess we have to. <laughs> tomato. The critics are bringing this in at ninety five percent. Ooh. Ninety five a. a. Just a little fun fact. That is the highest rated movie adaptation. Some of these are ranked really high. Uh, there was actually one that came out last year. Yeah. In twenty eighteen, but it was sitting at a twenty seven percent. Wait. Of Little Women? Little, little, a Little Women adaptation came out in 2018, and it was sitting at 27 straight to video, or was it like a Netflix version? I don't or? know. I, I, uh, I think the one that everyone knows for the most part is the 94 one with Winona Ryder. Okay, yeah. That one's sitting at a 92, but I didn't know anything about the... I was like, 2018, this came out? I was like, is it actually based on the book? And I clicked on it, and it was. I was like, okay, cool. That's weird. Whatever. Apparently, it's shitty. But <laughs> 27, and then, yeah, 94 was 92. Uh, the one that came out in 49 is at a 71, and the one that came out in 33 is at a 94. 1933. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But there's been three adaptations that are sitting in the 90s. Wow. This is the highest rated one, though. People like this book. Yeah. So 95% tomato. The audience, 92%. So A minus. Yep. An A to an A minus. This is really tough because neither is bad. Mm hmm. I'm going to go with my gut on this. Yep. I'm going to say tomato. Yep. I gave it an A minus. I did the same thing. Yeah? Yeah, I went. And it's funny because, like, I actually really don't want to say tomato because, like, I actually really like it. Yeah. So I mean, mean, tomato sounds negative. It's still an A minus. That's really good. Yeah, but I gave it an A minus. Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. (laughs) I gave it an A minus. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, really, the only things that took away for me was the the slight bit of confusion with the time jumping in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then the the period piece aspect of it not really resonating with me for a good while. And there's a couple of moments in like the second act where it kind of meanders a little bit. Yeah, there's only a few times where I was really just like, let's speed it up here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not bad at all, and I mean, we talked about all the reasons why it's it's fucking great, and I think if I see Greta Gerwig's doing another movie, like I'm gonna go see it no matter what. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, whatever between, she. Yeah, between this actually, and Lady Bird, you want, I'm. You want to what she's board. putting out next? Because I actually oh. looked it up. She's putting out a Barbie movie. Okay, maybe I take it back. But 
from what it sounds like is that it's not like a like Barbie like TM movie. It looks like it's more like a women empowerment movie about a doll named Barbie who is like imperfect and is like trying to like find their way. Mm. So I don't know if it's animated or not, but I don't it, know how I feel about all of this. Yeah, I was, but she's the writer and director on it. Okay, I mean, I'll give it a shot, especially, if, I mean, I saw if we're Bar- doing the show, we're going to end up watching I it. I saw Barbie, and I was like, is she making, like, a weird cat, like, studio film? I mean, this is a studio film, but I was like, is she making, like, something that's, like, definitely got, like, you need to sell toys type movie? Yeah. And then I was reading, the like, the synopsis of what it, it is, and it doesn't look like it's that. It looks like she's, like, using the name probably to, like, play on, be like, it's a doll, but it's not that doll type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way a little bit too. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, a minus and a minus. Nice, nice. Glad, glad we felt the same way. Yeah. Well, that's now what the show is exactly <laughs> just us agreeing with each other, nonstop. But no, I'm glad we did do this one. I'm glad we got to see all of the nominees for best picture. Yeah, I think we that's were, important. We were we were thinking of doing just mercy instead of this, and then you brought that. Like we should we've done an episode on all the other candidates. We should do one for this. I was like, that's a good point. Yeah. Let's be a little bit better than the Academy and not snub this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been exactly. a snub. Be like, and all of a sudden, people on social media are like, can you believe the two dudes reviewed every other movie? <laughs> but they have Greta Gerwig's lady or little woman. Yeah. Lady Bird, I almost said. Those fucking chauvinist dudes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. You know, I was pretty pissed that she didn't win uh, an Oscar for Lady Bird uh, when that came out. Was she at least nominated? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's she, good. She was nominated for like multiple Oscars. I, I don't know if it won anything. I can't remember. Yeah. But that was one that I was rooting really hard for that, that year. Because my favorite movie was Blade Runner, and it was nominated for two Oscars, and it won both of them. And then yeah. my second favorite movie was Lady Bird, and I was like, all right, come on, let's win something. And I don't know if it won anything. I feel like it had to. I think. See, I'm trying to remember. I best supporting. I, I think Allison Janney won that for I Tanya that year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I forgot I Tanya was that year. That was a really good movie too. Mm-hmm. Damn man, there's a lot of good movies. Yeah, a lot of them, and we're gonna talk about as many as we can. Our next episode, The Grudge. <laughs> <laughs> no, our next episode, The Duties. It is The Duties. Yeah, I am so excited for The Duties. Yeah, our listeners should be too. I'm I- excited. I'm a little stressed. Yeah, well, we got, got a lot, lot of work, work to do. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have the duties itself pretty much in the bag. Like we know what's going on. Yeah, I pulled it's, up my spread list. It's the yearbook that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I pulled up my spreadsheet today, uh, list of two hundred plus movies trying to rank them, and I yeah. started sweating. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like I am. Uh, we're not gonna say what our numbers are at, but the uh, the the lists are closed. Whatever number yeah. we're at, we're just at. The ballot's in. I'm going to be so pissed if you beat me this year. <laughs> if you squeaked it out somehow at the end. I don't know how you could, because I literally spent I, all day yesterday just watching movies and my son and the new pup. Yes. Uh, your, your dog's really cute, by the way. Oh, thanks. You know what's funny? We ended the last episode on a cliffhanger. Almost like, we'll talk about it in the next one. We didn't even yeah. talk about it. Another cliffhanger! Well, I, I was just going to say, <laughs> it's it's a, what is it, a French pit bull pug? It, no, it's a French... Wait, yeah, no. It's a pug, yeah, pug, 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 French terrier. French terrier mix. Okay. Or French bulldog. That's what it is. Not French bulldog? Yeah. yeah. French terrier is not a thing. Okay. French bulldog you, you pug. You would have fooled me. I don't know. Apparently, the they're called frugs. 
Oh, really? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, super cute. He's a little bit like my dog, but Yeah. Yeah. Derpy? Yeah. Yeah. I they lo- got the I, they got the snub nose. It's so I, I love my dogs. I'm so attached to my dog. So. Yeah. I actually I showed everyone in my family. I was like, look at what Sky got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mostly Megan's dog. She uh, she picked her out and named her and everything. And nice. I'm not as much a dog person. What? I'm a cat person. No. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> no way. That's the end of that. But yeah, we are we're both just super excited for the duties. Yeah, so I I think you've got it in the bag because you watched six movies right before the deadline. I did go off a bit the two days before though. Yeah, so I think we might be really close. I I'm gonna be so heated if you beat me. <laughs> I'm just gonna lie about what I what I got. You're gonna then. add like 15 <laughs> no, to was, your list. No, I was gonna say I'm gonna take less so I don't have to see you wreck house. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. Start smashing, smashing shit. shit. <laughs> No, I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it contained. <laughs> I re- I really don't think you could have beat me. I went I went hard this week cuz I might have watched 6 yesterday, but I watched at least two movies every other day this week. Yeah, I think you got it in the bag then. Nice. Yeah. You're at 300, right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I jumped cuz the last time we talked about it I was at like 205 or whatever. Imagine I jumped to 300 in the last like 2 weeks. That'd be nuts. I'd be I'd be a crazy person. I think it was on Sunday. So, 5 days ago, you said you were at 204. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, then I've had a crazy week. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. I can't imagine with how busy you've been that you could have possibly found the time to beat me. Yeah. I like I said, I don't think so. I've been swamped at work. There was a like a few days where I was like, I'd really like to like put a movie on and like watch it if I, it's like dead. It's yeah. just crazy. That'll show you. As long as I'm close, I think I'll be content because you were talking such game about just destroying me. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, as long as we're close, then cool. Yeah. Because you were like, I'm gonna smoke your ass. <laughs> granted, <laughs> granted, I think if we're in within one, you're be like, I smoked you. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You'll see. So. Yeah, well, you guys got to stay tuned and find out which one of us saw more movies this year, what our top and bottom 10 for the entire year are. We're going to recap 2019, and we got some really cool awards to give out, some extra awards outside of just our top and bottom duties. I'm also just, I think we're going to have physical duty awards. Oh, yeah. So maybe if we uh, if we get those reviews up, maybe with the t-shirt, we could send an actual duty to someone. Yeah, who's going to be our number one swampy? swampy? That'd be fucking awesome, dude. Oh, we got to make a swampy. <laughs> there's the duties and then there's the swampies. swampies. <laughs> it's a whole nother award show. Exactly. The swamp. We've had a lot of like, just like kind of bonus, ep- like doing the duties. Then we had our anniversary episode. We had our Christmas episode. Yep. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of bonus content right now. Yeah. You guys are lucky. We got to start a Patreon and start getting money out of you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get paid for this. I'm not there yet, but maybe after we put this book together, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. And, uh, yeah, you guys know what to do. Two dudes, movie reviews.com at two dudes, movie reviews on social media. Stay tuned for the duties. We'll post up a bunch of stuff on social media about that. And until then, Suck it, Swampies. <laughs>